L-A-S. Hey, Logan, how's it going? Hey, Brian. Why do you look so sad? I'm just sad because I, well, I found out that there's no local fantasy football podcast for the Cedar Rapids and Iowa City Corridor. Well, Logan, you know what? Let's change that. How? Well, we can make a podcast about fantasy football locally. Let's do it. We'll call it Playoff Bound Fantasy Football! Yeah! I'm Brian. And I'm Logan. And we got a new podcast all about fantasy football that you should listen to. It's called Playoff Bound Fantasy Football, and it's going to be the premier place to hang out every single week and talk fantasy football locally right here in the Cedar Rapids and Iowa City Corridor. Every week we're going to come to you with news around the league and give you advice about your starters. There's a bazillion fantasy football podcasts out there, right? Why listen to ours? This is going to be a place for us to hang out, share stories, insights, advice, laughter, suffer through losses together. It's going to be your fantasy football community. That's what we want to create. Do you have a player that just got injured? We'll tell you if you should drop him or not. Do you have a player that somebody's trying to trade for? Maybe we'll answer an email or two and tell you if you should trade him or not. Did you get really angry this past Sunday and throw your phone out a window? That's on you. (laughs) You you messed up. Yeah. All right, calm down. So if you want to hear strategies and laugh with us, come listen. It's going to be a great time, but here's what I really want you to know. Playoff Bound Fantasy Football is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. New episodes release every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and to get started, visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Football season's just around the corner, Logan. I know. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Let's get to the playoffs together. Let's do it. On the count of three. One, two, three, four. What? What? Oh, I thought we were just counting. Nice. L-A-S. Well, hey there, Spider-Man. Why Why are you saying Spider-Man? Because the Spider-Man trailer just came out. Because it just came out. Uh, I'm, such a, I'm such a Marvel nerd. Yeah, I I kind of, I'm like a like Marvel nerd adjacent. Like, I want to be a Marvel nerd, and I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. like into it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be into it more than I am, but I don't have the time. It definitely, there's a level of just, uh, like, commitment that's yeah. required when you really get into like a hobby or a passion, especially something nerdy. Yeah. We were just talking about video games uh, before yeah. we started recording and that Let's have this conversation real quick. First off, I'm Logan. Hi. 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 I'm Tim. And you're Tim. Hi. Hi. Um <laughs> and this is from one dad to another. Video games. Video okay? games. Especially as you become a father and you a parent and you, you know, your time becomes um prioritized differently. Mhm. Um I, I still really have this itch to play video games. It's an important part of my life. But I find that my the only time I can really fit in any video game playing is like at 11 o'clock at night to like 2 a.m. Yeah, which which isn't good for the next day. Correct, correct. It's a, I, I'm doing that like once a week right and now. See, I get the itch to like run a chainsaw and split logs, which is terrible <laughs> to do from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah, I feel like your neighbors would be upset. Right. They would be really, really angry with me. So, Or your wife. Uh, no, they wouldn't be upset with her because she wouldn't be doing it. Uh, it, would, it, would, it would all be me. Uh, <laughs> she but, would not yes. be doing it. Yeah, no video games. I, lo- I do. I like video games a whole lot, but they are not a giant part of of my my life now. Although there have been times when they were, like when Breath of the Wild came out, and I we spent a that lot of time with Breath of the Wild, many many hours, many 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 mm-hmm. many hours. So, uh, how did you navigate um, video games, but also just hobbies as a whole, mm-hmm. especially when uh, your children were younger? Um. I shared with them the things that I was interested in, hoping that they would jump on board. Sometimes they did. 
often they did not. <laughs> they found their own things, and right. then they spent a lot of time telling me about them. Right. Um, and so I ignored some of my hobbies. I found time for other ones that were more important, so I probably prioritized. I'm a, Okay, so here's the thing. I am a person with a million hobbies. You yes. You know this about me. There are so many things that I love to do. I want to I want to I want to do archery. I want to do forestry. I want to work on vehicles. Mm-hmm. I want to design electrical systems. I want to carve things out of I don't know butter, whatever it is. I like lots and lots of those things. Um and I don't have enough time to do any of them. So I do a little bit of all of them and I don't do any of them well. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's table this conversation just for a second because I think our guest wants to get in on it too. Mm -hmm. And we have a special guest in the studio that we need to introduce. But before I introduce them, I need to tell you that From One Dad to Another is a weekly podcast that comes out every single Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Anywhere. And it's produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information on the LAS Podcast Network, go to laspodcastnetwork.com. It's that easy. So easy. And also, Cedar Rapids is my favorite Cedar Rapids. Like, Cedar Rapids, Iowa yeah. is my is the best Cedar Rapids in the country. How many other Cedar Rapids are in the country? There might only be this one, uh, which makes the choice, you know, easy. It, this is definitely the most popular. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like Springfield. I think there's like 50 Springfields. There's a lot of Springfields. There might sure. be one more Cedar Rapids. Or maybe that's just Grand Rapids. We should probably just, like, leave room for error. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, this is the best one. Regardless, the best one of us in this room right now is actually our guest. Is not either one of us. Correct. Is our guest. Correct. Do you like that that transition? That was good. That That was good. good. Uh, We have a very good friend of ours in the studio who is a teacher, who is a parent, who is a puppet master, who is a... A writer. Writer, yes. A maker. A baker. A candlestick who faker? Who? No? No? Too far. No? Oh, okay. no? <laughs> He's like, no candlesticks. Don't have time for all those hobbies. Uh, our, yeah, guest is, uh, our guest is Joe Link. Hi, Joe. Hi. Hi, yeah. Joe. The Joseph Allen Link. Hi. Mm. How you doing? Oh, so good. So good. And I'm it's so happy so you're funny here. when that puppet maker comes out because it's... People hear it. They're like, "Oh, he, he's a teacher. Oh, he's a he's a puppet Pup, maker. Puppet maker. Where? Wh- what is that entail, and why? You, you. I feel like there's a community here in Cedar Rapids that knows you for your puppets. Mm. I think that's accurate, and I think that if you just if you were to say here in the best Cedar Rapids in the country, right? Um, right. I know a guy who makes puppets. People who know know it's you. They're like, oh, you're talking about Joe Link. Well, again, it's like, how many Cedar Rapids are there? How many puppet makers That's do you true. know That's true. off the top of your head? <laughs> oh, well, there's Steve, and he does the big ones. <laughs> no. You were going through your 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 hobby Rolodex, and then you got to Puppet Master, Puppet Master, Puppet Maker, and you were like, you know what? This is going to be the one. This this is the one I'm settling on. I have too many hobbies, but this is the one I'm going to be known for. Quite the opposite. Mm. It's actually that I make a lot of things. And one of them happens to be puppets, but that's the only one that I'm like, but Joe does that. No one else seems to do Mm. that. Lots of people Mm -hmm. do woodworking. Lots of people do lots of the other sort of general things that you make, but most people don't do puppets. Now, to be fair, thanks to TCR, I've made like several hundred of them with kids around town. Right. Yeah, there's there's plenty of puppetry around, but it's good stuff. I love it. You're good stuff, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. You're an incredible person, and we're lucky to have you as a friend. And we're but- really excited to have you on the show because we've been talking about it for a long time. Oh, yeah. Aww. This has been a long-awaited episode. Yeah. Um, so we're excited to have you. We're going to talk about all things Joe Link and also get your perspective and thoughts on a variety of different parenting and teacher-related topics. Mm-hmm. Um, but to start, let's go back to that first topic that we we stumbled upon which was how did you navigate hobbies and passions, especially when your children were younger? Uh, a lot of it came about I'm lucky enough to have a job where my hobbies are kind of overlapping mm. into it. So mm-hmm. part of my work day, I can still just kind of keep playing around with the hobbies that I love because that way I'm done by 5 o'clock most days. I can be home. Unless yeah. it's tech week for a show, I can still build like that. Uh, second, yes, like I think one of you brought up, I bring my kids to the theater almost mm-hmm. every weekend. The poor things just grew up in a pouch in front yep. of me while I'm directing, and <laughs> we're in a pack and play in the 
the booth of the theater and that type of thing. So they were always around. And now it's it's paid off. My my eldest is now doing backstage theater in junior high. Yeah. Tech kids. And my youngest right now is in a giant black hoodie that says tech crew. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's very gratifying to see that happening yep. in the next generation. That's awesome. I love that. I, and uh, Tim, I think you're totally right. Uh, sharing your passions with your kids, right? Mm-hmm. And and seeing what sticks, not forcing them into anything, right? Yeah. But but opening up those opportunities for them to experience those things with you. And well, and you know, uh, and it was one of those things. Like, and and they also, you know, they bring you know hobbies or interests, you know, to us. You know, one of them that popped up when I was a kid, I used to I used to do archery a lot. Mm-hmm. I, my brother and I and my dad, we all had bows and we would go out and shoot. And when I lived in England, we lived on this farm and we would just go out and shoot all the time. Yeah. Uh, and um, so my youngest, Will, came to me and said something about being interested in archery. Well, that like like was like, oh, oh, yeah, I love that, too. So this week I went and bought a bow and I can't wait to to shoot it and actually work, you know, like share that with Will because it was an interest that they they brought to me. And it was something that excited me, which is what, you know, the, the goal always was with the kids. So that's just a, another, you know, again, another another hobby that I'm exploring. Um, but this one was not precipitated by me at all. It was the it was it was kind of coming back the other way. Yeah, I've talked about it on the show before, but Liam and I have really connected through video games. Um, I actually kind of got into Fortnite to spend more time with him, mm-hmm. frankly, uh, because he was so into it. But that's been a great place for us to connect because that's been such a huge part of my life. It's actually kind of part of the reason why this whole podcast network exists because I was yeah. uh, doing podcasts in the video game industry. So uh, having that to connect with him on has been great. And uh, I'm excited to continue to grow other passions and experiences and thoughts alongside my family. Joe, have there been anything that your girls have brought to you that they were interested in that you were like, oh yeah, let's let's explore that together. Is there anything that comes to mind? Both of the girls got into dance, but that did not carry over at all. That's not rubbed off. It didn't catch you? No, no. They they make me stop, actually. Mm, Yeah, yeah. I can relate. (laughs) Forcibly. Please stop, Dad. Dad. Come Get on. off TikTok, Dad. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop, stop dancing. posting all the dances. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, are you on TikTok? I, I, I'm not on. I watch a fair amount of TikTok. I'm trying to actually addict myself to TikTok so I can better understand my students because it's a pandemic. Mm. It is this, a well, let's yeah. call it a phenomenon. A phenomenon, yeah. maybe a not a pandemic. Thing? So Logan really loves TikTok. Logan and Marnie both really love TikTok, and they spend a lot of time telling Jordan and I about TikTok. Jordan has zero interest. I downloaded it. I stayed up one night until like, I don't know, for like three hours in bed watching TikTok. And then I deleted it from my phone the next day because I was like, I can't. I can't do this. I was watching. three hours, one minute at a time. So it's like, okay, this is the last one. Yeah. Okay, this is the last one. And then the the next day I was dragging really, really bad. And I was like, this is, there's, Mm. there's nothing but danger here for me. Yes. I've had a few of those nights. Now it's more bathroom time. Like it's, um, I, I, I TikTok in the bathroom. Right. But, but you go to the bathroom a lot during the day as as a human being. So that's, that's a lot of TikTok time. <laughs> not him specifically. Right. Not, <laughs> that's not an accusation. You're in there a lot. <laughs> wow. Really, I'm under fire here. Jeez. Are you ticking um, your talk in there? <laughs> Whoa. TikTok time. Not that type of show, Joe. All right. Come on. Uh, <laughs> let's keep moving forward. We are 11 minutes into this episode. We haven't actually, like, formally met our guest oh god so let's do that joe do you make puppets uh yes i do okay so we're good done done check um joe link here's a question for you how do you define yourself if somebody says hey i'm um susan uh, who are you how do you how do you define yourself in uh, how do you summarize yourself usually start with a teacher okay yeah and then if someone asks, what is it about that? What what got you into teaching or something like that? It's actually a phrase I picked up from a conversation with Casey Prince a long time ago. I found out my favorite thing in the world is making imaginary things real. <laughs> and whether that's literature in the classroom, whether that's something that you need to make for the theater. Mm-hmm. If somebody tells me I have no idea how we're possibly going to make this, I sit up tall in my chair and I'm like, yep, can, can I try? That would be fun to try to make that. Yep. So. And that's and that speaks to my heart also as mm-hmm. a, as an educator, but also just as a person. Like I relish the idea that anything is possible. Mm-hmm. That there's a way that there is a way to do everything, and you're going to get to learn how to do it and those techniques and those processes. Yep, and oh, yeah. 
it's just not always not everyone gets excited by that and sometimes it's really it's 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 hard to try and when you're sharing that and people aren't just on board with you that is a that is sometimes a struggle but i but i get that that idea of 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 exploring and i've and seen educating. that fellow gleam yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes so uh, tell us for people who don't know you are a teacher what do you teach and what do you do and, and where are you and what does that look like on a day-to-day basis sure i work at jefferson high school been there for 21 years i'm a language arts teacher teaching mainly junior la and then i get two sections of stagecraft which is just fantastic because Jefferson does five shows a year, and that means we are constantly taking apart one set and putting it back together into another one. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also lucky enough to pick up contracts from TCR or Riverside or SBT. SBT. If somebody says they need a six-foot banana, uh, they call me and I make a six-foot banana, and I deliver (laughs) it awkwardly out of the back of a hatchback, and people stare at me, and I enjoy the moment, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) Your uh, time at Jefferson, your career, is old enough to drink. Yes. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Uh, This is the first year that almost all of my parent-teacher conferences were former students as the parents. Oh. Oh, How did that feel? Oh, terrible, because I don't remember the names of current students. So (laughs) someone I have not seen in 20 years goes, you remember me? I'm like, awkward pause. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like I do, Jill. There's a few of them you can tell stories about. Like, yes, yes, I remember you, but names. Oh, they're just going to elude yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You're that kid that that did that thing in the bathroom that one time. I remember you. <laughs> you had the hair. The kid right? with the hair and the with the clothes. The the you know the <laughs> bell bottoms. It's not know. that old. No, it's no. not that old. Oh wow. Actually, <laughs> I don't so. know. Bell bottoms were a thing in the 90s as a throwback to the 70s. Yeah, the pendulum swings like a wrecking ball. It does, it does. We were at, <laughs> let, me, let me tell the story real quick. I was at uh, one of Liam's basketball games earlier today. And the other team came in. They had to bust them to Liam's school. And they came in, and they had all rolled up the top of their shorts. So they they were wearing shorter Short shorts. gym shorts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... Marnie leans over to me, and I didn't even notice, but Marnie leans over to me and is like, yeah, short shorts are coming back in. Mm. I read an article about it. I was like, what? Yeah. No, they're not. That's ridiculous. And she pointed them out. I was like, what's happening? Is this a thing? Well, because then there was the... It is funny how fashion kind of uh, changes, and but then it always comes back around. Right. Like, like basketball shorts in particular, everything got super long, like in yep. the 2000s, like it was like mid-shin, Yep. but now it's like... Larry Bird, nineteen seventy nine, super short shorts. Right, they're like mid thigh right now, right. where they're sitting in, like bikini shorts. Y- yes, yes, correct, right. Yeah. That's exactly where I wear my bikinis about. on my thigh. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're using those right. No, no. Wanna... Makes it easy to pee. Read the instruction manual that comes. Oh. What? <laughs> There's instruction manual. Yeah, I'm wearing this wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so you're a teacher at Jefferson. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you kind of already touched on a little bit, but I feel like being a teacher is not a job I could do. Why is that? And you've done it for 21 years, which I think is incredible. I really, I've done a bit of it. Um, I enjoy kids. I enjoy um making imaginary things real. I wrote that quote down. Mm. I love that. Um, We are all theater people in this room. We're all creative people in this room. We're making a podcast right now together. We're creating together. Theater of the mind. (laughs) Right. But I just feel like the actual day-to-day work of working with kids um, and teaching them and caring for them for hours at a time, like that seems really challenging to me. And then to Mm. do that for 21 years, I have nothing but the utmost respect for teachers. What has your experience been like teaching kids for 21 years? Hmm. And are there things, am I off base on this? Has that been your experience? Is it, is it tough to do that on a regular basis? Or no. does that feel very natural to you? It's really very natural. Yeah. Uh, one kid giving you the aha moment, that'll last you about four hours of just yeah. pure, <laughs> I could do this again any day. Yeah. You, you explain something, you make that connection, kind of like you said, you, mm-hmm. you offer up a hobby to your kids, but yeah. it's when they choose it, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. now it's good. That, that, yeah. That's a great moment. When I offer up a question to a student to try to make them think about something, and then I just see it click, and they their eyes pop, pop open, they sit up straight, they're like, oh, 
I know what you mean. And I'm like, I know because I saw it happen across your face. <laughs> I enjoyed every moment of it. And now I'm, I'm ready to deal with the next pile of grading. So that really gets you from day to day is those moments where you can connect with them. Did you know that you, when did you know you wanted to be a teacher? Was it something that you just sort of felt like, not fell into, but it was like, oh, I think this might be interesting to do this. Or was it a thing that you, you worked towards? So that's a long one. You ready for it? Yes. Because that's been asked to me many times before. Yeah. Um, my grandmother taught in a one-room schoolhouse. Yeah. My mother was a teacher's aide. Several of my aunts are teachers. So I've already got it, like, in the family. Mm -hmm. And then it was a homily of a priest when I was, like, in grade school. He gave this homily about uh, God gives you talents, but you have holes in your pockets. You're not supposed to hold them just to yourself. It's supposed to leak out. It's supposed to spread hmm. to others. So even, like, in grade school, I was like, okay, what could I do? What could I do? If I was a teacher, whatever I, you know, nerd out into, whatever I yeah. throw myself into, as long as I share it with others, I'm fulfilling that. Interesting. And I was like, okay, that could be a good way to go out. And I thought I was going to be a science teacher for the longest time because, yeah. you know, putting things together seemed to make sense. Yeah. But it was when I hit high school and I got into West Side Story and I was working backstage. I was like, oh, no, this is what I'm going to put together because <laughs> that way every time I'm learning something new and I'm packing it away going and then how will i teach that to somebody else i'm letting it out my pockets and that that worked for that's me. cool that's 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 cool that was not how i came to education at all mm. um i was a terrible student for one <laughs> i mean i i was a challenging student i liked my teachers um i was probably too uh, i always thought i was more clever than i probably was um but I just I couldn't see myself in that role mm. at all. And then at one point in college, I actually majored in elementary education because I had had this inkling of like, oh, that might be interesting. But then that quickly went away. But it wasn't until I was in the military and I started um, being in a supervisory position where I would train new people on things that that I started to kind of feel what that felt like. The oh, I have I have knowledge that this person needs and I can share it. And it was really, really cool when they could do it really, really well. Mm. Cause, uh, and that was a very satisfying feeling. So then post-military, so I was in my 30s at that point, I found myself doing training jobs, like corporate training and stuff like that. And uh, and so I, I deal even now with uh, adult learners. Um, but it was it was something that I, I sort of fell into, mm. but also when I was, when I found myself there, I really, really loved it. Um, but I, I didn't have that, that thought like, Oh, I really want to share stuff. It, it was just a thing that it felt good to me when I finally found myself doing it. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, this is, this is kind of awesome. I wonder if I had felt this sooner, you know, would I have, would I have found myself in education earlier or, or just, uh, dismissed it outright and been a drug dealer. I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's a, there's a small gap in between the yeah, two of those. A little, right? little tiny gap. Just a tiny one. Yeah. A little bit. Fine line. There's something really interesting in your story that I want to pull out for just a second. Uh, and it's to me, at least, that you've known what you wanted to do since you were in high school. Yeah. And you've been doing it your whole life. Yeah. That's nuts to me. I feel like that's a minority case. That's, that, that sounds like, I mean, you've worked really hard, but also. You're really lucky that you figured that out that early, yeah, and that you were you you had a direction that you wanted to go in, which oh, is, yeah. is fantastic that you got there. I'm still figuring out what I want to be doing, and for the first time, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. But that's, you know, I mean, to to a a real life fulfilling mm -hmm. extent. Yeah, mm -hmm. to know that when you're in high school is a really interesting, I imagine, experience. It's 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 interesting to hear about at least. Yeah. You know, do you, do you ever think about that? Oh, all the time. Because, I mean, I went to college in a theater major where, you know, there's a lot of people come into a department, out of a department. They're trying to figure out, is this what I want to be? And it's right. so hard to stay in that major. Mm -hmm. Whereas I was like, I have kind of a guiding light at the end of this. So I was like, okay, this class is tough, but that's because I'm working towards being a teacher. I was, just made I it was so much easier. multiple majors, including a year and a half as a theater major mm -hmm. uh, because I wandered in and wandered out. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, I, I totally get that. But at the same time, I would like completely dismantle a professor because they'd be like, okay, today we're delving into your emotions. And I'm like, I'm going to be over here writing down how to teach this to the next kid. So <laughs> I won't be delving. I'll be taking notes. So they had no idea what to do with me. They're like, oh, you're you're here to 
copy down what I did. Like, yeah, I'm here to <laughs> teach. So what a novel way to teach. It was a weird amount of clarity for some. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, um, believe it or not, I feel like we're just scratching the surface, but we have to take a break already. So let's take a quick break. Let's check in with some sponsors and advertisers. And when we come back, we're going to keep talking with the Joseph Link. Um, I'm going to keep saying it over and over. Um, I know. Uh, We're going to keep talking with Joe about uh, his experience uh, as a teacher, as a parent, uh, diving in a little bit deeper. And uh, we're going to have a good time. We'll we'll probably laugh a little. Tim's here, so we'll definitely laugh. Mm, Well, I make no promises. I don't expect you to. Good. Good. That's too much pressure. All right. Stick with us. We'll be back in, let's say, just a moment. Hi, old friends. Naomi here. Did you wake up this morning thinking, I need more Naomi ridiculousness in my life? Well, surprise. (laughs) I'm starting a podcast, and it's called The Ruckus with me, Naomi Ruckus-Rose. This podcast is for anyone like me who is constantly trying to grow for the betterment of themselves and for the world and for those of us that can be a little blunt in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But wait, there's more. This podcast is free to listen to. But if you want to support local creators and get bonus content, Subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information on that, go to LASPodcastNetwork.com. So join the ruckus with me, Naomi, every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. I love you all, some more than others. LAS. Hello, guys. My name is Devin Green, and this is The Innovative Creative a podcast dedicated to helping designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought. I've been designing for 16 plus years and I felt that people need this knowledge. Whether you are a new or an experienced designer, I can give you tips that can better help your design journey. I also know that clients sometimes have a hard time working with designers. This is my way to help clear the confusion. Join me on your favorite podcasting platform as I dive into design tips, communication tactics, and much more. I release episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on my website at innovativecreative.fm and wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is proudly produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. The Innovative Creative is free to listen to, but if you want bonus content and to support local creators, subscribe to LAS+. Plus. For more information on that, head on over to LASPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome on back to From One Dad to Another. I'm Thanks. Logan. Damn it. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tim. And who are you? Bad timing. I'm Joe. Uh, okay. I pointed at you, but the, the listeners at home couldn't tell that I was pointing at you. So. And we. the problem is that... It's every time. It's every time. <laughs> you know, I, do, you I know. don't let him off the hook. He welcomes everyone back, but I always pretend he's talking to me. And but you always know that I'm going to say my name. True. And then set you up to say your name. I know that about you. <laughs> and you never let me. We've do done it. this a Classic few times. And every single time I forget. Yeah. That he's going to do it. So so now island. that we've had this conversation, next time you're going to expect me to do it, and then I won't, and y- there will be silence. It's going to be really like, great audio. I don't. <laughs> No one's next. Great, great <laughs> podcast. Oh gosh. Um, hey, really quick, I also want to shout out our producer, uh, Jackson Parker. Oh hey, that's the hey, name we're going Jackson. with on the network. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Hi, Jackson. Hi, friends. You're a great producer. Oh, thanks. You you fetched him a beer earlier. I did it. That's that's <laughs> you produced a beer. <laughs> you produced a beer. That's there we go. <laughs> That's not because he was a producer. That's because he's a friend. Yeah. Mm. That's the oh. love. That, that's oh. how Logan judges his friends. He's like, will they get me beer? <laughs> right. You know, you're a friend. I really want to train our dog Juniper to go get me a Will beer. you only get me Sprite? You're an acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Orange Sunkissed, get out of here. Get out of here. here. What would a Zima rank? Mm. Hi. Well, yeah. If Nostalgia. you can find a Zima, <laughs> that's that's friendship it's right a there. Commitment. I'm gonna put a sure. watermelon was coming jolly back, like, rancher in there. It did. I think it like it, 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 it appeared on yeah. shelves for like a month or so. Like Crystal maybe Pepsi. Taco Bell had it 
or something. Wow. A throwback Zima taco. A Zima taco? Yeah, it's damp. <laughs> moist. It's terrible. It's the moist. You have the to moist drink is it. in its class. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I wanted to shout out Jackson really quick because Alex is down at Thoo Brewing for an event this evening. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. It's Our Partners over. at Thoo Brewing. You missed it, so don't worry about it. But what you didn't miss, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, is that we have a live event at Thoo Brewing on Friday from That's 7 to 9 o'clock. The 19th? The is that correct? The 19th. Oh, That's look right. at me knowing calendars. <laughs> I know days. <laughs> I know numbers. Um, yes, this Friday, November 19th from 7 to 9 p.m., we're going to be recording a live podcast, Historically Inaccurate, live, starring Jake Trumper and Alex Schulte. I will be there as well, producing, pushing the ones and twos. Um, so come hang out with us. That's free to attend. There's discounts on beverages for LAS Plus subscribers. So please subscribe to LAS Plus where you get that benefit along with ad-free versions of this show. Other great stuff. It's a good time over there on LAS Plus. Um, but Jackson, uh, hopping in, producing some shows. Thank you so much for being here, Jackson. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for watching that Spider-Man trailer with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's so good. So good. I'm so excited. So good. Thanks I, for being my nerd buddy. Oh, you're welcome. I, I just want to say really quick, as a former educator, I totally agree with yeah. all of this both the ways you guys come at it and that idea and i agree with logan and i'm glad i'm no longer doing it <laughs> <laughs> and really it, all i'm saying is that it's a tough job it takes a specific type of person and personality and energy to do it joe you keep making noises mm. like everything i'm saying is crazy like it's not actually a tough job mm. um but it's a tough job and it, it's because that's not, you know, naturally part of me. You know, I enjoy teaching on a one-to-one level. I do enjoy teaching to some capacity for short periods of time. I'll teach mm-hmm. a camp. I'll teach a workshop. Um, I'll teach adults. But, like, high school teaching? I don't have it in me. Oh, my gosh. I spent 40 minutes in a gym today with a bunch of 7th and 8th graders, and I, <laughs> I think I almost went crazy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so Don't get me wrong. I, I call it I'm tap dancing as fast as I can to keep them interested. But, yes. That's kind of what it's like, right? Well, and sometimes when you're, I mean, you obviously are dealing with a younger group than I am, but when you are teaching, like days when you are, when you're on all day, like you come home and it's hard to just turn off the brain for a little bit because you haven't had really an opportunity to not think for other people. Mm -hmm. And it's Sometimes you just, and it feels a little bit selfish to be like, okay, I actually just want to kind of sit down and think about me for just a minute. I want to watch this dumb TV show, or I don't want to actually talk right now. And, and, and that happens to me, you know, I'll go through an entire week where I feel like I'm lecturing all day, every day. And then, you know, my wife will ask me, Jordan's like, uh, is everything okay? I'm like, yep, I'm just, I'm just quiet right now, just because I need to not hear my own voice for a little I, bit. I both... Agree and disagree, and I'll yeah. explain why. I know exactly what you mean. Like when you're on, yeah. it's like it's like stand-up comedy. Some days where you're yeah. just like, I do this, I do this, and then the next hour, I got to do that same set, and I got to hit that joke because that helped them understand that. Yep. So I completely understand that. And then yes, you got to go home and just be n- numb. You just got to yeah. no, I don't, I don't want to talk at all. I just want to sit here and not be on. But the thing that has gotten me through 21 years is no longer trying to turn it on for most kids. Now, like I said, sure. I'm tap dancing as fast as I can, but I have found the less I'm trying to be on in front of the kids, the more I'm trying to be just the goofy dad I am in front of them, the more they usually enjoy me. Yeah, and that's I think really that's... hitting this year because when we came back from yeah. hybrid and COVID and all that, that's all they really wanted from me was just somebody being really goofy in front of them. Like, no, oh, that's who he is. Okay, cool. Well, and sometimes I, what I found is is it's so much defined. Every class is defined by the students. Um, you know, even even now on in the same day, two different groups of students in two different classes. There are some groups that the dynamic is just fairly serious. I'm here to just learn a thing and then go home. And then there are other students who are really interested in engaging. Hmm. And I find that I have a lot of fun with that. Um, but also that's not every group. So I guess it's, yeah, I mean, I guess I hadn't really thought about it that way, that it's, it's, it's not this artificial thing like I'm putting on a show so much as it is I am required, my job requires me to just constantly be in motion and talking and engaging 
And then sometimes it's just like, okay. Oh, yeah, you got to have both options. you got to be I'm able done. to pull out either one to what the class needs. Yeah. yeah. How um, do you think your girls have any interest in education after watching you? You decided in such an early age. Have you seen any inkling that they might enjoy something similar? Or is that uh, they have rotated through every possible job that they'd want mm, to be. Cool. But I, I'm pleased that uh, as they make that circle every now and then, it goes by teacher. Yeah. It goes by teacher. Like I they have, they they they, they haven't left off. it completely in the rearview mirror. They may pass it by for good at some point in the future. But mm-hmm. cool. Do you feel like having children has impacted your relationship with teaching, and and has that changed over time just through your personal parenting experience at home? Luckily, my high school kids are high school kids, and my kids are much younger. So the only time that really overlaps is when I see a high schooler behaving like a seven-year-old. But there is that weird moment where, you know, maybe even when they were four and you had your child have a tantrum, and then you see a high schooler, and you're like, I see the exact same Mm -hmm. things going on right now. This is weird. And also, it doesn't necessarily stop when they leave high school. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly certainly a lot less, but it doesn't go away. That four-year-old still sometimes comes out in uh, late teen and early 20 uh, students 40s, as well. Sometimes, and sometimes 40s. I'm guilty of being yes, a four-year-old. As much. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to keep talking about teaching at this point in the podcast because I think that it's really interesting. I that we're in the love... faculty lounge over here. Kind That's of. right. Yeah, I feel. Like Do I'm... you feel like you're like being interviewed by two ex-teachers that you had, and we're trying to figure out what you've been doing with your life? This uh, is a parent-teacher conference right here. Logan. I didn't right. until just now. <laughs> it's a teacher-teacher conference. Well, I feel like I'm kind of stepping, like you said, stepping in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I'm over here, and I feel like this whole episode, I've been like, oh, I don't want to be a teacher. Um, but I'm really loving hearing about your experiences because it's just so different from what I hmm. I imagine or picture in my head. And especially as we talk about um, engaging with kids or young people, uh, and we talk about that a lot on this show, is how, mm-hmm. do, we, how do we connect with children and with yep. young people? It's just really interesting to hear and, and think about. You asked me a question when we took a break. What was your question? Uh, what kind of student were you, Logan? Yeah. I think I was a pretty good student. I always got pretty good grades. I was one of those students, and maybe you can, like, I don't know, uh, identify me in some way through my response. Um, but I was I've B plus. always no, been that student that didn't have to try very hard. Mm. Like, I, I memorized stuff really easily. I really soaked up information quite easily. Um, I did not have to put in a lot of work. Like, stuff came pretty naturally to me. And I definitely leaned on that, especially as I got older uh, hmm. in high school and then in college. I really leaned on just being naturally good at stuff. Um, Can I get, get a specific question? Sure. Can you remember the first big project you didn't do? Oh, that is a good question. Because that to me, that it that separates kids. Because it was college before I hit a project I just didn't. Just didn't do. Oh just God! Was like, okay, I'm gonna roll the dice and see what this does to my grade. Mm. It was probably college for me too. Yeah, I, I, got, I really, I, I still did the work in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I always did it because it had to be done, but I didn't have to put too much effort in. See, that's the thing. Right? So, some kids were like, you know what? Maybe it doesn't have to be done, and they picked that somewhere around ninth grade, tenth grade. It's a whole different game from that day. Mm. I got my first F. In sixth grade, I was in third grade, I think, when I fell really far behind. But then my third grade teacher, like, had to leave because she got cancer. And then the teacher who came in to replace her, like, looked through the grade book and was like, oh, we got to help this kid. And so she really engaged with me. And and then I got my grades up. And so I always had, like, A's and B's, um, like, on my report cards. But I remember in sixth grade, I got my first F. And it was, like, the floodgates opened. I was a god-awful student. I was, I would say I was a smart student, but using smart in the purely academic sense. I, I was unmotivated. I didn't want to do anything. Um, and I failed a lot. I failed. It took me two and a half years to pass biology one. 
I failed algebra. It took me two years to do algebra, and now I do algebraic equations on a whiteboard in front of college <laughs> students, which is really strange. That's but, the revenge of that teacher. Uh, well, and it it catches me off guard. Like sometimes I'll just laugh. You know, I I I see the irony in it, but I was awful, and I can't like I can't believe that I do what I do for a living because it. I was terrible in college too. I just, I would lose focus. And I think probably part of it was like undiagnosed ADHD. Sure. Um, yeah. The more, as I'm older and the more I kind of learn about myself, um, I think that that was it. But yeah, I, I, I sucked as a student. So you've said that a number of times on the show. Yes, I sucked Today. as a student. Yeah, and you feel really strongly about it, and I can tell I, you're having kind of a reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Do, I feel like I wasted so much time. I, I think about all the – because I love learning. Always have loved learning. I was a terrible student, but I loved learning. Yeah. And I think about all the things that I didn't learn that I could have. Yeah. If I had been motivated to actually take the next step. And as a, as a person who, who loves teaching people – that just seems like a deficit that uh, that is really sad to me. There are all these things that I could share with people if I had just taken the time to learn them. So, and that's so that's kind of like a like I guess I'm realizing now that's a little bit of a life regret. You know how sure. how bad it, and I'm still I'm not a great student now, but I have more sympathy for teachers, <laughs> sure than uh, than I probably ever did before. So, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I have a weird ride through that as an L.A. teacher because mm-hmm. I'm not an yeah. L.A. teacher. I'm a theater teacher who got an L.A. degree because he really wanted to teach at this particular school. So I Los often turn Angeles. to the kids. Y- yes, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, Los Angeles teacher. Literature arts? Yes, language arts. Language, language arts, arts teacher. Okay. Uh, so um, I'll turn to them all the time. I'm like, hey, this next thing's coming up in the curriculum. <laughs> Boy, it's boring. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, what? I didn't, I, I didn't know teachers could say this. Oh, no, I'm, I've never been a reader. I don't read quite on my own time or anything like that that's not, mm-hmm. not that's not what i do but i do see why this is good literature let me show you why i think it's good literature yep. and from that point of view the kids are like oh oh okay well we can look at why it's decent to play with it doesn't yeah. have to be brilliant but i tell them every other la teacher you have they're at home they love reading they can't understand why you don't love reading i'm coming from the perspective of, no i get it i wish we could do something else well you want to do something else let's do something else and it's interesting that you say that because i uh i I'm also upfront with my students about when things are important, but maybe not super interesting. And I try and explain why it's important. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm upfront with them about how terrible of a student I was at their age. Um, and because I'm trying to let them know that that being, being a bad student or historically being a bad student doesn't have to mean that you can't learn. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I actually, I, I'm very transparent with students about about material and say, okay, well, I know this isn't the most interesting. It's just a thing that we have to get through. But here's what's on the other side of it. Um, and uh, but yeah, so if I hadn't said it before, I sucked as a student. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were kind of again, kind of like identifying me. We were talking a bit about when was the first project that mm-hmm. you didn't really do. Did you think of it? Um, no, I actually didn't. Um, <laughs> you didn't do your homework. Well, my homework was paying attention. Um, But that's something that I'm kind of keeping an eye out for with with Liam, right? Um, Not to say that he's a bad student by any Mm -hmm. means. He actually gets really good grades. He's Mm -hmm. fairly engaged. But I know that that moment will come Mm -hmm. because it came for me and it came for Marnie. And I think that it comes for most people at some point, right? Jackson's nodding. Jackson Mm -hmm. has feels about this. Like that moment where you're like, it's a maybe almost a discovery of autonomy or self-control, right? Like this is, I have control over this now. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I want to keep an eye out for because I want to make myself available as a parent and as a resource, as an understanding parent and resource when that time comes. Um, Does that feel right? Oh, absolutely. Because you've got to cultivate their motivation because it won't always be something automatically pushing them. You have to read this. You have to do this. I told you to do this. There's consequences if you don't. Someday it has to be that they love to do it, that they like Mm -hmm. to do it. And if you can help cultivate that, then that's that's the best. Yeah. Uh, Well, and so, Joe, I'm thinking about – so as an educator and as a parent, um, you know, you have have both – sympathy for the teacher Mm -hmm. and you have sympathy for the child and you 
as a parent, you have that responsibility of making sure that they navigate school, um, you know, in a way that is, is useful and beneficial for them. How do you or how does that change the way that you are the parent of students? Um, like, I mean, does it change the way in which you encourage them? I mean, you know, because it's real easy to kind of fall behind on what your kids are working on at school um, because you're worrying about, you know, your job and you're worrying about all those other things. Um, I mean, has that has have you noticed that being a parent to students um, is informed by your job as a teacher? It makes parent-teacher conferences really short. There's a shorthand <laughs> between me and the teacher. Like, how about this? How's that standard? All right, we're good there. Yeah, okay. they're going to be fine. But um, I'm thankful at the place where both of my children, I'm like, no, you're you're moving on your own in your own pace. And I'm, yeah. I'm really pleased every time I can look in on the grades and things seem to be moving smoothly because, cool. you, you know, you So you haven't had any, like, project. super challenges or anything where you've kind of felt like, oh, man. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here in, in that way. It no. feels like it, the system is working. Crazy lucky. And, of course, we went through the whole virtual school of last year, and that yep. just kind of put all mm. of it under a magnifying lens. But yeah. still, we're like, okay, moving forward, moving forward. Awesome. Yeah, well, and because it, it's interesting for me, um, I obviously I don't teach children, but having three children, uh, two of which are already adults and they've graduated high school, their school – experience was very different. Um, my oldest, um, she hated high school. And so we found an alternate way for, I mean, she graduated high school, but she didn't do it in a traditional way. We had to find kind of this hybrid homeschooling. Um, my middle daughter, she I thrived in high school. Um, and so she did the whole traditional thing. My youngest, who is a junior in high school right now. So of course, high school has been sort of defined by COVID times has, it's been a whole set of other challenges. So we've kind of, we've been trying to figure out with all the kids, how do we meet them where they are and how do we address what their unique needs might be based upon what their motivations are and all of that stuff. And it's, and it has been tough because as a, as an educator, like I feel like the answer should be right there, easy for me to figure out, but I also understand as a parent that it's not, and so those two things are kind of sometimes kind of at war. But you understand that each one's going to need something different. And that, oddly enough, I think is the answer. Yep. It's that constant vigilance to each one's going to get what they need to make this work. Yeah. And that and that has been the approach, uh, sometimes more successful than others. And it's not a process that really ever stops, uh, which is something we've talked about on this show a lot. That idea of constant, constantly adjusting your approach based upon right. new information. Um and, uh, but I, I, yeah, I mean, it's good, it's good to hear that, that your experience has been, has been pretty good, uh, with that. Um, the, uh, because especially with COVID stuff, COVID has really thrown a wrench in so many things. And in the education world, I know it's, uh, we, we held our breath, you know, like as the first test scores came back, like uh, after a year like that, how are we doing? And then yeah. they came back and like, okay, okay, cool. All right. Good, good, good. good. We got to the other side of that, hopefully. Now in. My high school, there's still a lot we're rebuilding on mm -hmm. a daily basis, whether that's in the language arts class or in the theater. But yeah, again, as long as you're f trying to figure out what everybody needs, mm -hmm. you got to be doing your best then if you're doing what they need. Well, and thinking back to all of the what I would what I remember as being my worst teachers, all of them had sort of this my way or the highway yep. approach. And, and I did not respond to that at all. So I think I'm super sensitive to trying to trying to adjust that and I think that also has is sort of informed the way that I I parent as a as a as a parent of students I don't feel like I'm the best at it uh I feel like I have a long way to go on that that piece of it but uh, it's a constant uh constant need to uh to address I think personal as as a parent if we're thinking about self-reflection and the things that I could be better at or I wish I was better at that's something that I I, I wish that I had more tools in my toolbox for that well I'll tell you what uh, I think that my takeaway from this is going to be um, and I wrote it down uh, cultivating enthusiasm right um, I want to find continue to seek out ways especially with Liam to 
uh, find ways to help cultivate his enthusiasm for the things that he's going through um, and be a little more actively engaged in his schooling. You know, I know for a fact that I'm so busy with a new baby and so busy with uh, business and, and all this mm-hmm. stuff that as much as I love Liam and, I, and I'm caring for Liam as the person, uh, I'm not necessarily paying as much attention um, towards his schooling, especially when he's split between two households. Mm-hmm. So that can be kind of a challenge also. That is. So I'd challenge. like to challenge myself to be a little more actively engaged, not just in you know his report card and how his grades are doing, but the things that he's actively experiencing and his response to them and, and where can we cultivate some enthusiasm around what he's working on. Um, so that's something I'm going to work to be a little more actively on top of. I think that's great, and I'm going to steal that from you. Deal? I mean, I... I, I I think there are so many more things that I could do about, I, I think, just trying to make sure that I understand what their interests are um, and how I can best facilitate that. Um, you know, there's still the parenting responsibility. There's still the the, the things that you have to make sure the kids do. Um, but at the same time, I have to continue to remind myself, hey, you know, let's let's let them drive the the boat a little bit uh and, and as a conclusion paragraph i'm just going to grade that like a good a that was oh. very good that's oh. nice oh. you're my favorite teacher joe oh get in line <laughs> <laughs> joe link thank you so much for coming on the show thanks for having me guys I appreciate it jackson will you hit that theme song for me give me a nice little uh musical bed there perfect hey this has been from one dad to another it's a weekly podcast that comes out every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those podcast places. Please subscribe, leave us a review. It really helps us out. We just love to know that you're there. We really do. Say hello. It's great to have that have that feedback, to know that the Cedar Rapids is listening. <laughs> the Cedar Rapids. <laughs> the only one. Uh, hey, if you really love this show, consider subscribing to LAS+. Plus. It's only $10 a month. It gets you ad-free versions of this show and all the other LAS podcasts, bonus episodes. Bonus. Of which a bonus episode of From One Dad to Another may be coming up may soon. Maybe in the works. Maybe coming up soon. Wink, wink, Mm-mm-mm. nudge, nudge. <laughs> what was that sound? <laughs> Just $10 a month. For more on that, go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Joe, thank you again. Thank you, Joe. It was Cheers. fantastic to finally have you here. Yeah. And I hope that you will come back on the show soon. I feel like we have so much more to talk to you about. Oh, yeah. Barely yeah. We, just, we just scratched the Joe surface. Just scratched Joe surface. <laughs> we just, just ow. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I need to cut my nails. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.